them are more than pals Our show can be a little gay But if you're not, that's okay You can listen and have fun either way Xena, Star Wars, Doctor Who Guests and music and reviews Game of Thrones, why Nona too? She promised there's something for you She nerds out We're girls that like girls That like dirty things Hello and welcome to the She Nerds Out podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Wendy. And I'm Tara. We are coming to you from three separate locations. Yes, we can't even see each other. (laughs) (laughs) Are you even real? (laughs) I don't know if any Uh, of this is real. I know. So we are. This is uh, officially our first episode in quarantine. It feels so lonely. This will be. Yeah. (laughs) This will be the new normal, I think, for a while. Anyways, yeah, miss your pretty faces already. We're gonna we're gonna carry on, guys. We have to do this for our listeners, for the world. We it feels right. It feels cool. We have these cool microphones. I feel very yeah. uh, futuristic doing this. Yes, we're very futuristic. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Cat said, "Oh, not, but- you know, we'll get some web mics." So I'm thinking this like little tiny thing on a tiny little stand, like we had back in you know. 2001 but <laughs> these are fancy these are so, very cool yeah. mics yeah I'm taking a picture of mine now because <laughs> it really looks like something out of westworld to be honest i'm just overexcited about it well good i'm glad i'm glad well and yeah i'm glad you're excited i'm glad we i'm glad we could make this work one thing to be excited about in these dark times that's right yeah, yeah. so on today's show we're going to do some listener mail we have some nerd news. We're going to cover some purgatory news. And uh, we're going to talk about some TV shows that we've been catching up on. Mm-hmm. But first, listener mail. Uh, Do we have an intro for that? Uh, no, no, no. I no. don't know if we think of that one. mail. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. We have like a bag dropping sound. Like a, I don't know. That's, that yeah. was, that was good. pretty good. That was pretty good. Okay. We'll work on, I'll work we'll on work, that one too. Yeah, we're, Is our mail bag that. that big? That sounded like a lot of mail. It's not. <laughs> it's it's a, it's the it, wicked into reality. It's the sound of three pages of falling gently <laughs> to the table. <laughs> so we got some. Uh, we do have some mail. So uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first because listen, I have the mail right here in my hand physically. All right, wow. our first mail is from Brooke, who said one of the biggest announcements fall. Happy belated birthday to Tara. Happy oh, birthday, Tara. She had to do a quarantine level birthday of not basically doing anything. Really? So, yeah. That's pretty I mean, sad. At, at that time, we were still able to get together. So we were able to get together with Tara, have some cake. Later that night, cream. but they said no more. Like, well, yeah. It was that night, wasn't I it? I think it was a wow. Yeah. 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 So we, that was, uh, we got it in right before the, the closing down of the world. Um, but yeah, no, she says happy birthday to you. And uh, but late birthday, she says her favorite comfort show is definitely Xena. Says it makes her happy, and it's a nice way to get an escape from reality and into a fantasy world. Boy, don't we need that right now, fantasy yeah, right. worlds. Uh, what's disturbing is I was watching a show the other night in a fantasy world, and it was about like a uh, illness that they're trying to discover the oh. cure for. I'm like, this isn't helping. Uh, but Brooke also says thanks so much for the segment and the shout out. I really appreciated it. So thank you, Brooke, for listening and writing in and wishing birthday wishes to Tara. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Brooke. Uh, I'll go. Okay. So if you'll remember, a couple episodes back, one of our uh, listeners, Tina, had asked us to pronounce her name. Turns out we got it wrong. Uh, <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> that was for sure. She's, 
she says, hi, I attached an audio file with how to pronounce my name. Thanks for trying. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's let's listen to what uh, what Tina sent in. Hi, guys. Um, thank you for trying to pronounce my surname. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I expected something weird, but it was pretty nice. Um, this is how you say it. Huaberi. So I understand it could be hard for you to say because you don't have the sound or one of the letters in English. Um, but there is another way you could pronounce it. It might be easier for you. Depending on where you're from in Sweden, you don't use the H sound that much. But where I'm from, we do. Um, so you could say a sh sound, like in she. So, shabari. Um, I do pronounce it Hwabari, but yeah, it's up to you. Whatever you want, it's fine. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, so we're not. at a disadvantage. We were never going to get that right. The letter doesn't no. exist in our language. The letters don't even <laughs> look like that sound would come out of any of them. That was No, I was, yeah, would so, not have gotten there for sure. No. That's cool. Where? I like her voice. That yeah, she's got a cool accent. Yeah. I think where body is that what she said where body something like that or share body let's just call it tina that's cool i would yeah that's now i want to go to sweden i, I wouldn't know, understand right? a thing they're saying obviously when i was there because if that's the way her name's pronounced i'm done i can't i wouldn't be able to understand anything but uh and tina also says uh, i guess for now i'm just i just have to watch some of my favorite comfort shows uh, movies, sorry, my favorite comfort movies. Philadelphia, You've Got Mail, and Big, I Love Tom Hanks. It's Aww. adorable. Philadelphia is one of her comfort movies. I know. Wow. I didn't want, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a stressful comfort movie. Yeah. Can, yeah. I get it, though. Uh, you know, I like weird, kind of depressing, stressful things as comfort shows. So that's true. I get it. That is you a get, sad movie. You know. Yeah. She says, and thanks for Tom making Hanks. I mean, who, I mean, Tom Hanks him in him in himself is just comfortable. He's a very comfortable yes. guy. He's a comfort human, and he's recovered from the Thank virus. So, God, can you imagine? Holy Close. crap! And I love Rita Wilson too. So that yep. was double whammy. And Tina says, "Thanks for making me smile every time. Stay safe, Tina. Thank you, Tina, so much. Thank thanks you, for Tina. The, uh, thanks, thanks for Tina." For correcting us. <laughs> We're going to have to give you some stuff to read because your accent's so cool. I know. Thanks. Seriously. Tina Tibbetty. I don't know. Shh. I'm going to I'm I'm gonna listen to no. it over and over and learn it. Yeah. <laughs> I really will. All right. Well, I will read mine from T2 from the other Tara. That's right. Uh, Tara writes, I'm all caught up and just had to say I loved Tara's other Tara, that's me, Tara's rant about the list of shows. Indignant Tara is just as entertaining as indignant Wendy <laughs> from I the other list y'all reviewed. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, it's a nice word. I have such a long watch list that I don't go back much to re-watch things. But as far as comfort shows, I think I could watch just about any episode of Xena or Buffy and be in a happy place. And I'm with Kat uh, with The Office, too. So, oh, yeah, The Office is so good. Uh, And Parks and Rec. Okay. While we're all stuck at home and when not trying to entertain two kids, I'm looking forward to catching up on several things. I haven't had a chance to see yet, like The Umbrella Academy, Altered Carbon, The Expanse, and The Witcher. That's a new one. 
just came out, I think. I never did watch Stargate SG-1, so we'll probably finally check that out. I actually love Stargate Universe, though, and I understand not a lot of the core fandom did. Eh, I have thoughts on that. <laughs> it's also very it's happy. It's, 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 also, it's also very happy for new releases like Westworld Season 3, uh, just which just started, Vagrant Vagrant Queen with Tim Rozon uh, preparing, which pr- premiered last night. Um, and the right. new season of One Day at a Time. Yay. Um, there's definitely plenty to choose from. Finally, no tattoos for me yet. I don't know if I'll ever have one, but I'm not against getting one that is suspic- sufficiently meaningful. Uh, I just have to figure out what that might be. Stay safe and healthy, T2. Thanks, T2. Yeah. T2. Yes. So Stargate Universe um, was essentially their attempt at making like a Battlestar Galactica feel, whereas Stargate, the other Stargates, Atlantis and SG-1, had more kind of like a little more camp to them, a little more lighthearted, not that gritty drama. Um, So Stargate Universe uh, had a great cast. um, And I think even Ming-Na Wen was in it. Pretty sure. Um, Yeah. I think it was Ming-Na. Um, they had a great cast, and I I enjoyed it, but it didn't make me feel like Stargate because it felt like I was just watching something else. But I still enjoyed it. It was good, and I think it should have gotten more. I think it only got like two seasons, but I think it could have gotten more. Um, so I did enjoy it. Just in my mind, I just it didn't register as a Stargate. Uh, so, yeah, those, that's my thoughts on that. Ming-Na uh, wasn't it. She was in it. Yeah. Okay. So one day at a time, I'm super excited. That just started up again, too. I think a couple days ago, so I have to get caught up. How many seasons of that are there, Tara, as of right now? This is the fourth. I think three on Netflix. I think three. Damn. I'm just double check that. I'm pretty sure it's three. And then, yeah, then Netflix canceled and then Pop uh, picked it up. Got it. So, yeah, which also uh, airs Shit's Creek. That's right. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, good for them. And I heard good things about the premiere episode, so I'm excited to watch it. But I have not done so yet. Has anybody seen The Witcher yet? I have not. No. I heard it's really good. I feel like there's just that on the so list. much out there. Yeah. There is. But we have we have time. Yeah. <laughs> now, time. now is the time. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to go into nerd news. So Picard, this new, it's on uh, CBS All Access, right? Yes, that you can now watch for free for 30 days. Which is awesome. Thank you, CBS. And they brought some old characters back from Next Generation, but they also brought back Seven of Nine from, remind me what show she's from. Uh, generation? Uh, no, Voyager, right? Voyager, Voyager, that's right. The best theme song of all the treks. I will put that out there. Oh, good to know. I love their opening theme. So, hmm. yes. Uh, so you guys, it sounds like you guys have both watched some Star Trek in the past. Not a lot. I've I've watched. I got kind of into the uh, Next Generation, and I did start Voyager. I probably got through like two seasons. But yeah, I enjoyed it, and I, I love Kate Mulgrew, and I love to talk to her. That's Janeway, right? <laughs> yeah. She's a badass. Put her on the list. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in Picard, Seven or Nine is back, and apparently she's gay. 
<laughs> so, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. I guess the 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 show is now complete. This first season is now complete if you go to to oh. to watch it. Yeah. I think. Um and I guess as you go through, you meet that she has this ex-lover that's and they're now nemes- nemesis, nemesis. How do you say that? <laughs> uh I think it's just ne- like arch oh, I don't you know what I don't know. I'm not gonna try the plural. Now that you say that's tough. Okay. I like the word nemesis, nem- but it's nem- 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 let's, let's, let's go with no, en- enemies. Enemies. There you go. And then at the very end, apparently, uh, she shows interest in this new char- this other character uh, in the finale, I think they said. Um, so, great. Why not? Um, I don't know. The- see, I don't know the character at all. I never watch. Isn't she like a recovering Borg or something? A recovering recovering Borg? Borg. She's, like in- alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> She's in Borg Anonymous, right? B.A.? Yes. <laughs> B.A., yeah. Works. That works. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Wendy, you've you've just started Picard, right? I have. And let me put a disclaimer on this by saying I have never really gotten into any of the Treks. I think I watched the original Trek when I was young and it was, I guess, on rerun. I don't know where I saw it, but I watched the original and uh, never really watched a lot of Voyager or uh, Next Generation and never any. of. I just could never get into the TV shows. So I'm coming into this with not a whole lot of backstory knowledge of Next Generation or really any of them. Um, but from what I've seen from the one episode I've watched, I'm loving it. Uh, and I've heard from different people that it has a different feel, different tone to it than all the other tracks. It just feels more like a, it feels like a film. It feels like a beautiful movie so far. And I am hooked like 10 minutes in, I was hooked. So there's going to be a lot of things. I mean, right now they haven't really gotten into the, they're on a spaceship kind of thing. They're on the enterprise or whatever they're going to end up flying around on. Um, so I probably won't, it's a, it may feel more truckish when it gets to that point. And then I'm sure there are going to be a lot of things in it that I just don't, you know, really big moments for people that know the show that will go over my head. Cause I don't know the show as well. I mean, I know what the Borg are and they're talking about, is it Romulans? And I think I know what those are. I'm very Trek ignorant. I'm just putting that out there. Sounds but, right. Uh, I know. Yeah. But, uh, there's so, yeah, but I'm getting into it. I like it. And of course it's Patrick Stewart who could not love him. And, um, I mean, I know the characters are, I just don't, won't know all the ins and outs of their history and the stories and the whatever creatures they come across kind of thing. But yeah, I'm down. I'm, I'm digging the card for sure. So I'll definitely I'll check keep it out. Posted. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's beautifully done. It, it really just feels like a, a film. So, Sign and me up. In, in the first episode that you've seen, is has Seven of Nine showed up yet? No, I don't think she shows up for a few. I don't know how how quickly. I mean, they give the typical uh, here's a look at the upcoming season, so you see that she's coming. But I f- just based on when I watch people watch it, I feel like uh, it's a few episodes into the to the run that she finally makes an appearance. But we have we've seen data, data. Data. See, that's how <laughs> ignorant I am. <laughs> I'm insulting You're all trying. of Trek while watching this. I'm watching it. Yeah. Okay. okay. I've always respected Trek, even if I've never gotten into it. So, what I want to know is, is Wesley Crusher in it? <laughs> Apparently not. Will we? But I will say, okay. I know people have said it'd be great to see him show up. And I remember yes. uh, uh, Patrick Stewart went on The View and basically in person said, We want you, Whoopi Goldberg, to come on for season two so oh. hopefully and she was like cried she was so happy so Aww. um yeah she apparently loved That's her star awesome. trek days yeah so hopefully we'll be seeing her again 
uh, in the second season. Nice. So, yeah. Okay. Right now, I know like yep, number one know. is back, and that's about all I know. Besides seven of nine. <laughs> okay. That was his name, like Riker. Right, the I beard guy. That. I beard, apologize. Beard. Beardo. I, I apologize because I'm ignorant of track. So no, it's okay. It's, You'll get into it. You'll yeah. Don't apologize. No, I'm, I'm digging this show. This card. <laughs> so. All right, good. Well, we can't talk about Star Trek and not talk about Star Wars. I think it's like a, it's a contractual thing. We have to at least talk about Star Wars at least once per episode. (laughs) Okay. So on that. What's going on? Well, let me tell you. So in that light, um, there's a new petition going around online for Lucasfilm to release George Lucas's original treatments for episodes seven through nine. Mm-hmm. And if you go, I found it on bounding into comics.com, but I'm sure you could find it anywhere. Um, just Google it. But someone has put together, it's like a 30 minute um, YouTube video uh, making the case uh, for releasing. Wow. Yeah. For releasing his original treatments. And I mean, this, you know, they go through interviews. They have, you know, interviews with George Lucas, with uh, JJ, with Kathleen Kennedy, with Bob Iger, really kind of laying it out that George had an original plan. Uh, Lucasfilm decided not to use his original plans. People want to see what George had in mind because people there there are definitely some people who were not happy with how the trilogy uh, ended. <laughs> Just a few. Just a few. And you know, going through, I didn't, I haven't watched the whole thing because, uh, I mean, I do have time, but I'll probably watch it eventually. But the kind of the, the gist is that, you know, uh, when Lucas first, when they're, he was first selling the company, he had handed over all this material and, you know, Kathleen Kennedy was like, great, you know, sure. We'll, we'll take a look. And then when they brought him up to have a meeting with JJ, Kathleen Kennedy and Bob Iger, they're like, cool, cool, cool. We're not doing any of what your stuff. We're going to do this. And so I guess he was so upset. He was, he felt betrayed and he kind of, kind of stormed out of the meeting. And in, in 2015, he even referred to, uh, to in a, a variety article, he referred to Disney as the white slavers, which is a little intense. <laughs> That's harsh. Jeez. It's like, okay, George, uh, let's not uh, let's not get too crazy. But I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, let me see. Let me see how many people have signed this uh, petition as of right now. But listen, I mean, Lucasfilm does not have to do anything that they don't want to. Uh, and as of right now, 647 people have signed the petition. That's not very many. It all. is not. Uh, I think it's relatively new, though. Um, so we'll see how far this goes, but again, there's no obligation for us to ever see those, uh, those treatments. I, I would of course like to, um, but you know, I-, I doubt we ever will. I doubt we will too. And I think, I feel like we, you know, who knows what went on in the, a lot of hurt feelings apparently, but in this whole Lucas giving everything, selling everything to Disney, but unless there was a contract that said, you know, we're buying this from you under the, the guise of, you know, we will do what you had envisioned, then they had no obligation to do it, I yeah. imagine. And that's and what nor, it sounds like. Yeah, and nor, and, you know, you saw the prequels. 
you know, who knows what he had in mind, whether or not it would have worked. And I'm saying, I still think the prequels would have worked with someone else directing them. No offense, George, you changed my life with Star Wars, but I think they could have been better done. But, you know, I mean, and, and now we live in a world where if the fans know something out, is out there, they almost feel like it's their right to get it. You know, George's idea, this cut of this movie, the, you know, yeah, I didn't like where you went with this character. Redo all of, what, what was the petition? It was it to redo Last Jedi or something. Oh, redo Game of Thrones. We didn't like it. You oh, know, right. like fans feel like they have the power to just like, I don't like this, change it to what I want or let me see what George wanted so I can decide if it would have been better or not or something. So right. I, I, I would love to see it out of curiosity. I mean, you know, even if you got his plans, you might think, oh yeah, this is much better. You might think this is much worse. Either way, a lot of it would have been in the execution anyway. So right. And it know. doesn't change it doesn't change anything. It doesn't no, change the no. way that the movies actually exist today. That being said, I do want the J.J. Abrams original cut of Rise of Skywalker, but I don't think we'll ever get that. But I would like to see what he originally wanted to do, the big three-hour thing that he had yes. in mind. That I, would, I do want to see. So uh, you, you, you feel entitled to see that. I don't feel entitled, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm not no, starting I, a petition, but I honestly, I would love to see it. Yeah. I'm with you too. I'd love to see what he had in mind. Didn't we get at some point the original director's cut of Superman two back in the oh. day? Oh, I don't know. Cause Richard Donner, the Richard Donner cut of Superman two, because I think it's a long story. I don't remember all the details of it, but essentially he kind of started it. And then there's creative differences or some sort of conflict and another director took over, which I love Superman too, but there was a cry for wanting his original cut of Superman, but right. they actually released it. They did release it. And you're right. We have seen director's cuts of films. I feel like, um, right. Oh God. What's the movie? God damn it. Uh, Harrison Ford, <laughs> Blade Runner. I feel like there's a, a director's cut of Blade there's Runner. A, and aren't there like three different cuts of Blade Runner, like with or without yeah. narration or voiceovers? Yeah. 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 So I, it's not out of uh, the realm of possibility, but I think because there seems like there's some bad blood between Disney and JJ now, I don't, I, I think that's, yeah. I think there's less of a possibility of us getting his cut. And obviously George kept giving his cuts of everything, whether we wanted him or not. Well, he's he still, he's still doing it. McClunky. Yeah. McClunky. Yeah. <laughs> he's still changing up things. And, um, I was thinking of another one that, uh, uh, Close Encounters. Like there was even back in the days of Close Encounters, you had, the studio, he wanted like something about the re release it or he wanted to change some things, but they said, you got to let us see inside the ship. There was like some deal where it, it, they forced him to show the inside of the spaceship at the end. And then later on, he took that back out. Like his cut now has some things that he wanted to originally include, but took out the spaceship. So I guess he had the power to say, I'm just going to pick and choose my favorite parts. Um, so luckily well, that got cut out. And thinking about E.T., Spielberg went back and changed some stuff in E.T. For the worse, he did. Yeah, he like made uh, the guy, like, what is it, the 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 government agents at the end are holding flashlights instead of guns? Yeah, flashlights and phones or something. And he put a digital E.T. in some point at some parts, which looked horrible. It was horrible. So I think now, like, you could get it without all that stuff, because that was just ridiculous. Well, I mean, you know, Spielberg's one of Spielberg's best friends, George Lucas peer pressure i think spielberg though came around to like i'm not doing that anymore he he realized the error of his ways so good good <laughs> all right hey guys guess where we're going uh oh <laughs> purgatory oh yeah she nerds out presents live 
from purgatory. Pew, pew. So guys, the season four teaser that they told us about, it came, uh, they aired it during the Vagrant Queen premiere on the 27th. And we talked about it before and we were really hoping to get some good juicy season four content. But we did, we did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, just a lot of uh, some behind the scenes stuff a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Stuff that we kind of kind of already seen um, just from the cast individual accounts. Um, but there was some stuff. There was some some stuff from set, it looked like. At least a couple yeah. of shots. It definitely felt teased. Yes, tease is an operative word. Yeah. <clears throat> it did its job. <laughs> I'm excited. We're already excited about it. It was nice having a little peek into their excitement. For sure. <laughs> I hear Hi, pumpkin. Like, um <laughs> So I did go frame by frame because that's what I did. Oh, good job. <laughs> and so there is a shot. Uh, looks like we're in the homestead, and there's a bunch of like uh, ammo boxes stacked hmm. in the in the kitchen. Maybe mm-hmm. um, it's a shot of of Emily and Melanie standing in the uh, standing in in the homestead. And it looks like maybe either a new character or a stand-in for a, a character. And then there's a shot of Nedley in the snow holding his shotgun. And then the very the very last shot of the teaser, which is really fun. Uh, that looks was... like it's yeah, it looks like it's for, actually from the show. Uh, and it's him standing. It looks like in shorty saying, "You almost done. I feel like I've been standing here for two years." That was great. It's <laughs> a fun little nod. So cool. Like yeah, it's definitely. We still have no idea what's going on, and I don't know that I would have called that a teaser. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we would get something more from the show, like actual filmed stuff, but you know, it was something. Yeah. They're happy to be back and we're happy they're back. Of course, they're not back now, but (laughs) they will be back again eventually. (laughs) That's the question, right? Like, I wonder if air dates are having to be pushed because of the, the shutdown. I wonder uh, how this affects the, um, the airing schedule. I feel like they already shot six, and I'm sure there's a lot of working from home editing post-production Wendy, going on. Ha- Wendy, how do you know they've shot six? I heard that. <laughs> somewhere else. Somewhere else I heard that. <laughs> okay, I've cool. heard that on Sources say the webs and things. So not from any insider info, because I oh, have okay. none of that. But I have heard in places that they've shot six. So you gotta think they've there's some editing at home as you know can happen oh, for sure oh, and sure. um so if all they how many episodes are they doing this season that's my question that's do we know well, i'm mm-hmm. looking it up I, it looks, I feel like it was more this time ooh, it looks like 12 yeah 12. right so yeah they might have to delay it if they don't get back anytime soon just if they want to run them you know i don't know how much uh t- time they need to like get back going to where they can air them at their original start right. time and they might uh, they might be able to they just be kind of filming while they're airing, you know, where it's just yeah. that they'd be done by then. Right. So I think it's possible depending on what happens in the world between now and the next, when, when do we know when they're starting officially? They're, they, they, no. It's usually right around Comic-Con. Like right. Talking, around like, July. July. Right. Late July. July. And I, if Comic-Con happens, I can't see them, if at all possible, giving up that hype. Right. They're going to release it. 
um, like the week after. I think last year they actually released it. Like, I th- did they do like a, a little bit early or something like that, or they did a sneak preview or something at Comic? I think they did a preview, like a, a screening at Comic Con, and released it that weekend, two years ago or whenever the yeah. last time they had that. So I, I don't think they'd miss that marketing opportunity if at all possible. Yeah. Just depends on how much we all stay at home and get this thing squashed between now and then. So if possible, Um, which of course that's not the important reason to get this disease knocked out. I'm just saying, (laughs) I mean, obviously there's people's lives at stake, which is why you do it. But you know, I just think depending on how things are going by June, I don't know, you know, who knows? I don't know know when they, yeah, if Comic-Con doesn't happen, they may not feel the pressure to like, Hey, let's get this started so we can promote it during Comic-Con kind of thing. Yeah. And I don't want to what like financially what obligations they have to deliver to sci-fi and if there's a contract that says if we have an episode by this date we will air it you know what I mean like I'm sure there's lots of business stuff we don't know about um, and maybe yeah maybe they take like a a, a hiatus between, maybe they make it two seasons like yeah the, you know, six and six yeah I'd be cool um, with that so who knows um, but yeah let's see and you know Emily's been tweeting about. Um, editing the first six mm-hmm. i think so so they're actively working on it so the, the there are shows that can be aired uh according to their schedule so let's just hope we get them sooner rather than later right by the way a side note on shows starting times in case anyone hasn't seen killing eve is now starting two weeks early Woo-hoo. from their original start date this season so mid-april now that's cool. late april i know i think they probably did it like hey people are sitting at home let's give them something to watch let's move it up so yeah exactly so, you know, there's a lot of wiggle room with show start dates. Hopefully Winona will keep theirs. Also in purgatory news, this kind of broke the internet the other day. So one of the stars of the show, Dominique Prevachakli, she, she, she came out. <laughs> it was her 30th birthday. And in conjunction or to commemorate her birthday, she came out on her Start the Waves website. She wrote this beautiful statement and it's i encourage everybody to go and check it out but i'm going to read just a little part of it then cut to 2015 oh universe you magically aligned sneaky old bugger you i was propelled into a job that made me face my greatest fears emily andrews took a chance on me and cast me as a beautifully positive bisexual representation that is miss waverly earp through this incredible enlightening journey of playing a queer character and meeting the fans that are drawn to her, I guess I re-evaluated how I am to face this part of me. So here goes. I am queer. I am into all humans. I guess maybe I am just really into love. Who knows? But finally, I am out. Hashtag out is the new in. Yay. Yay. Good job, Dom. Congrats, yeah, so Dom. Big congrats. And, you know, um, it takes a lot of guts to do something like this. And obviously the community, the community of Erpers have shown nothing but love and support and it's all, been, it seems like it's all been very positive and it's incredible. I mean, you know, to, to, for her to acknowledge the fact that it was by playing this character that she was able to kind of, um, you know, come to terms with her own, uh, her own journey. It's pretty great. Yeah. You, you often see fans affected by characters that they see going through things like this, but you don't usually see the actress themselves come out and say, yes, this had an effect on my life and the way I felt compelled to come forward with my truth and, you know, sort of an acknowledgement of who I am, but, you know, partly I'm sure because of the character and also the experiences she may have had with other fans as well and, and their acceptance of the whole bit. So 
It's very interesting. And you hear them, you hear especially Kat and Dom talking all the time about how people tell them their stories and, you know, Mm -hmm. either if they're older, older women saying, you know, we never had characters like you when I was younger or younger fans saying, I came out because of you. Like that's, you know, they're hearing these stories constantly. So to have that sort of positive feedback is, you know, I'm sure had a huge part in, in, in Dom feeling so comfortable to, to kind of share this with everybody. Mm hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, proud of her for, cause there's, there's one thing to admit it to yourself and maybe your friends and another to come out online and just say, Hey guys, here's, here's what's happening and here's who I am. And so, and I, yeah, like you said, I think she's received pretty much nothing but support and, uh, yeah. and love. And the whole statement's definitely worth going to read. It's pretty long, but you know, kind of goes through how the fear she had, you know, within the industry that she works in and, um, some of the issues that she had encountered or seen with people that had also um, come out. Uh, so just that fear that she had of, you know, Oh, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go there. Um, and, and how she got to this point where she just finally felt comfortable enough to do it. And it's part of a great um, cause that she's starting too, essentially. So it's really nice that she tied it to that and, you know, that she's actually proactively helping others too. Yeah, so if you go to startthewave.org slash rainbow-waves, you can find the statement. But it's also encouraging other people to share their their coming out stories as well. Um, this was like her, the, the first official, uh, you know, coming out story on this page was Dom's. It's such a what, a, what a lovely way to do that. But if you want to read it yourself or share your story, you can go to that website. And uh, yeah, she's building, she's trying to build a, a cool community of, of sort of positive minded people. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty great. Yeah. Right under Dom's statement is where you can share your coming out story and it asks how, how would you like to identify yourself? And then has a spot where you can put your story in there. In a bit of late breaking ERP news, I just got an email this morning from ERP Expo. It was the convention uh, held in New Orleans that I had my tickets to that I was super excited to be going to. It's been postponed. When, when was yeah. that supposed to happen? It was going to happen the second weekend in June. Oh, so they're for the, wow. the best. And New Orleans is one of the hardest hit areas. Oh, yeah. yeah. For virus, sure. So. Uh, I think everyone was sort of, I think this is not a surprise. I think everybody kind of realized that June uh, is too soon to start thinking about anything like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they already have new dates. It's going to be postponed until October 9th through the 11th. Hopefully by then we'll have all this sorted out, (laughs) (laughs) but we'll see. So, um, uh, hopefully, uh, I will be able to go to that and, uh, I can report live from there if I don't drag you guys there with me. Ooh. You know what? By that point, everybody's (laughs) going to be so ready to just go to things and like, Hey, go, I'll go anywhere. Whatever. I'll go. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds great. Assuming things are under control. I'm ready to get out and be at a convention and or anywhere right now. So (laughs) like be more than six feet away from people. (laughs) Can't even go to the trails right now. I know it's crazy. Uh, Okay. We're going to leave purgatory, get in the truck guys. We're leaving. Bye purgatory. We'll see you soon. I'm sure. Um, Truck. (laughs) My favorite, my favorite character. uh, (laughs) So let's do some TV talk. So we can talk about the new vagrant queen. Uh, episode that just dropped um i i've watched it when did you get a chance to see it 
Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Wendy, why don't you tell us? Wow. I know. You know what my what? favorite part of Vagrant Queen was? The Winona Earp promos that aired during it. Okay, that's Whoa. hard. But look, it's just, it was one of those things. It's not, uh, it wasn't my favorite. It's, you know, it's definitely got a tone to it. It's got a feel like this kind of, and honestly, it feels like something Tara and I would have made, like the same kind of humor at parts, but for some reason it just didn't work for me. Um, there were parts like the big gunfight. It felt like it was a big game of laser tag, just the way they did it. It's got a definitely its own kind of style and flair to it that I was like, eh. Maybe I just wasn't in the mode. Just wasn't the kind of thing I would normally watch, but I was I was watching for Tim. And I will say I do. I like I thought the actors were good. Um, I really I really liked uh, the mechanic woman who I looked her up. Apparently is from South Africa, which explains her way cool accent. She was cute. I really liked her a lot. Is that um, Alex McGregor? I believe so. Yeah. Um, so what was Tim's role? He's the Han Solo of the show. I'll yeah, say yeah. that because okay. he's. A rugged, he's got history with the main character, the vagrant queen, who you find out actually is a queen um, of this world that's, um, of like, here's the, here's the kind of vibe it has. I think, isn't her home world called Areola? Like this, <laughs> that, that is the name of her former world that has been destroyed. That's amazing. I didn't catch that. Oh, I did. Um, but <laughs> so... So yeah, it's it's this whole story of how, you know, she saw her mother get shot right in front of her. And then basically, I guess, was she right when she was putting her like much like a R2 and 3PO going into escape pod before things really got bad. Um, so she's been, I guess, scavenging on her own as this uh scavenger, basically, uh, who's kind of runs afoul of the law. Um, but Tim is someone who like she's flying around in what apparently used to be his ship. Uh, that now is her ship and he wants his ship back. And then um, there are these evil Nazi-ish folks with these uniform stormtrooper-ish kind of guys the, that are pursuing the them. The it Republic. Like she's Ray, and she has the Millennium Falcon and Han Solo wants it back. Kind of, except for if Ray and Han Solo hooked up, it would be gross. But in this, <laughs> they might end up... Or, or actually, I take that back. She was already yeah. making eyes at the mechanic. Yes. So we there's see two, there's two two moments between the two of them. So I feel like we're gonna we're gonna see that that pairing right. of that ship. Which honestly, I feel like I would have been fine if they hadn't brought that out in this episode. Like that whole like they just met, they're on the ship now. Then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm looking at you. Like you could have held off for at least one episode. You know, like build build some sort of other camaraderie. <laughs> yeah, independence she or just need some to other have a love interest already. Right. Like, I, I felt like they could have held off and had that be something build a little bit more. I mean, who knows where they're going to go with it the next episode. But, um, but I mean, then they had this little dog guy. Nim. Sort of, what is his name? Nim. Nim. He was a dog man. He was like a little dog man is, is basically the point. And, but he little was, dog he, man? He was yeah. little and he was like a dog, but he walked around like a human. Oh, but he was kind of yes. like a dog. Played by a little person. Okay. Yes. Well, think like think. Well, like, I didn't know. I honestly didn't know if it was that or like a child. Uh, yeah, but uh, or effects. But yes, it is like. But he's like a like some sort of dog species of alien. Okay. Um. Yeah. And there's def there's definitely some Star Wars uh, nods, right? So I feel the, like they're nods to a lot of things. Yes, but definitely Star Wars. Well, there's the the trash compactor scene. That's true. That's true. There was that. Uh, this, as you said, like sort of the stormtrooper ish looking bad guys. Um, yeah. So no, I think there's they're they're kind of 
nodding to a bunch of um, established sci-fi stuff, which is it's, it's, it's fun. I'd say it's kind of like irreverent, sort of like tongue-in-cheek star or space sort of, you know. It's definitely not a serious kind of no sci-fi show by any means, by any means. But um, it was different. It's 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 fun. That's it's very. I'm trying to. It's hard to nail down sort of the tone. Um, it felt like like eighties, like some kind of eighties video game with laser that. tag. I was going to say that lots of lots of neon colors, right? Uh, the music in 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 points sounded very eighties to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's That's, it's yeah. it's it's a it's very fun. It's fluff, right? It's it's, it's, it's total fluff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll I see. Do, and, yeah, I I do like elements of it. So yeah, we'll see. And you know, usually the first episode of a show can be there's a lot that they have to establish and exactly you know so maybe as the show goes it kind of it will fall into its own as most of these shows do you know yeah definitely because who knows how much changes between pilot and you know but they they definitely set up like here's our little ragtag team here's some things that you know people or characters you think oh they're gone no they're not you know yeah we'll see where it leads uh tara has anything that we've told you made you want to watch this show um not particularly no <laughs> <laughs> the dog man was interesting <laughs> he's but, actually kind of cool he kind of yeah, he's, so he yeah. he's a yeah. fun character okay no yeah. i mean the 80s-ness if it's got i don't know maybe i don't want to just wait that's not like I, mean, I don't want to watch it i'm like i'm i just gonna didn't get a chance I think would you are you watching more? Are you gonna keep watching Cat? Okay, you're yeah, our, think, I'll keep watching. You're our favorite queen reporter. Done. Done. Okay, good deal. Good deal. How'd you like Tim in it? Is that He's me? great. He's fun. Yeah. Um, you know, Tim is Tim. Yeah. He's uh he gets to do a lot more, you know, we see him do a lot more um he gets to deliver more jokes in this than we've seen him previously do, I feel like. Um, yeah. campy? Is it very? Yes. Oh, okay. So it's not a hard hitting drama. Oh God, no. Oh, not at all. Okay, okay. That makes me more into watching. Oh yeah, there's no hard hitting drama. Oh, okay. At all at this it's, point. I mean, and it's all sci fi. Yeah, it oh. is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a campy space show. Very. Campy. I like those. Well, My check jam. it out. Check it out. You might be digging it. Moving right along. Grey's Anatomy, Tara. Where are we? Where, where, have you finished? Have you caught? Have you caught up to everything? I have finally, as of this week, caught up completely to Grey's Anatomy. I've got through sixteen and a half, more than a half seasons. Okay, I've been watching this for. It came on Netflix last year, so they finally put all the seasons on there. Wow! And I was like, eh, I'll give it a shot. I can't believe it's still on. Oh, that blew my mind. I, I had no idea it was still on. Um, never watched it. I work at a hospital. So I was like, oh, this will be interesting. Um, yeah. So it's my comfort show now. I love it. Uh, and so I watched uh, in the 16th season, I um, watched the newest episode to air, which aired on Thursday. Uh, so it was a very, very interesting development. A couple of interesting <laughs> developments that happened in this episode. Um, one in particular um, of interest to this podcast is that one of the main female characters, um, essentially some of her backstory, she's been on the show for on and off for 10 years. So she's a character that's been on there. 
um, main character. Her name is Teddy. And she is uh, currently uh, has just had a baby with Owen, who is her fiance. Owen's also been on the show for about 10 years. Um, so they just had a baby and she named her baby Allison. Um, so <laughs> again, I, this character has grown on me. Um, I was uh, lukewarm about her at first, but now I really love her. Um, so she, Autostraddle has really great article summing this up because I, when I saw this unfolding, I was like, wait, what is this? Ha- okay. What? And then it kind of blew my mind. All right. So the way, and then I had to read everything about it. So how this all unfolds is, you know, she's been on the show for 10 years and they did it in such a great way because you think, okay, this is random, right? Now they're going to make this um, woman be with another woman um, or have had in her backstory a relationship with another woman. It just, you know, at first glance could seem like it's way out of place, right? Um but there's a funny line in this Autostraddle article that I'll have to read for you. Um, it says, there's not a queer woman I know who hasn't rooted for Teddy Altman to break up with Owen Hunt for good and just make out with Amelia Shepard instead. <laughs> <laughs> or in season six, eight, ditch Owen Hunt and make out with Christina Yang instead. Catching a pattern here. <laughs> um, so she's been a fan favorite and it is. She does have a lot of chemistry with Amelia. I'll say that. Um, but so, you know. She's been on the show, and so she's like a cardi- cardiothoracic surgeon. Um, and so this some of the some of the things that they list in her background. Um, it says you wouldn't know it by looking at the. Uh, they called her a cardio god, which is what she refers to herself as. So it's pretty funny. Um, and then she always wears a scrub cap with birds on it. Um, and she explained this is throughout the ten years she's been on the show. They've dropped these little things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says she, she wears a bird, birds on her scrub cap, you know, if they go into surgery, they put on their, they, some of them have like cute little scrub caps. Um, Derek always had fairy boats on his. So everybody has her, you know, it's kind of a personality thing. So she always wears ones with birds on it because she says, um, that's my, was my best friend's favorite. She loved birds. And then her best friend, she again mentions this best friend again throughout the show, um, that she had a friend that died on nine 11 in the, when the twin towers fell. Um, Teddy is, uh, an army vet. So she served in the army. So she said, essentially she, uh, joined the army after, um, her friend died in the twin towers. Um, so that's what pushed her to join the army. She wanted to help. Um, and she essentially, um, quit her. She was at, at an attending position and she quit to join the army. Um, so they've dropped these things that you, at the time it's like, okay, whatever, we're just, here, you know, you don't put anything together with that, right? You would never assume anything. Um, Cause she's been like kind of on and off again with Owen from the time she met Owen in the army. They are both surgeons in the army. So, uh, you know, they have this longstanding relationship um, that has gotten back and forth. So you really, you really don't see this coming, but the way that they put it together it the great thing about it is it helps everything else makes sense. It didn't feel, you know, it didn't blindside me because it was like, oh, oh yeah, she did mention that. That makes sense. You know, why she, um, again, yes, she definitely wanted to join the army after twin, you know, a lot of people did after 9-11 um, to serve our country. Um, but she was especially, uh, made, had made a point to mention that, you know, her best friend, this very important person to her had died in the Twin Towers. So 
they uh, in the current episode, they all go to a medical conference and a few of the characters um, see things there that kind of trigger these memories. So they're played back on the show as memories. So Teddy, uh, while she's at the bar, a woman walks up to her um, and says, uh, you know, oh, hi, Teddy. She's also a surgeon. I didn't expect to see you here. And you can tell the look on Teddy's face is like, oh, shit, you know. Uh, so they have a chat at the bar. Um, this lady is obviously one of Teddy's friends and, you know, they're, they're just talking about old times and it comes to be, to be revealed that they were roommates at one, uh, one time. And this, uh, uh, lady essentially dated a woman named Allison. They were living together and they asked, uh, Teddy to be their roommate. So, uh, and, you know, they kind of jump around the show, other things are going on and they kind of come back. Um, and you know, this woman says, I think her name was Claire. Um, and so they're talking about, you know, Allison and they also go back to this memory, um, showing Teddy, a young Teddy, um, working in surgery, watching TV and with a group of people, um, watching the developments of the twin towers. Um, and you see, they've just announced that, you know, one of the towers is fallen. You can see she's getting very upset. And then Claire, uh, younger Claire walks in and she's obviously showing even more emotion because she's currently dating Allison. Um, and they know now that Allison is most likely passed away. So, uh, it shows that interaction, um, and then cuts back further to, we get to meet Allison and see some of their interactions, um, see Allison with Claire and then Claire leaves and goes to work. And then it becomes clear that Allison and Teddy, um, have a thing going, uh, without Claire's knowledge. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then they kind of show the development of this relationship and you know it's going on for quite some time and uh teddy refers to allison as the love of my life the episode's name is love of my life Mm. um so you know we learn that allison uh was the love of teddy's life and she named her daughter after her so now you're kind of making sense you know why some of these things that have come up before um so then we cut back to the present. Claire's there and, you know, they're just chatting and saying, you know, do you think about Allison? And Teddy says, you know, I think about Allison every minute of every hour of every day of every year. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, so and Claire's like, oh, she's like, yeah, yeah, me too. She's like, it's been, you know, it's been 20 years, you know, and and Teddy's like, yeah, you know, you know, but I, you know, she was my best friend. I really miss her. And Claire, who's not an idiot, says, look, Teddy, it's been 20 years. You can drop the act. You can just, Ooh. I know. She's like, if you think I don't know. And Teddy is like, oh, my God, you know. And so she feels horrible, you know, and she apologizes and uh, for her behavior. And, you know, this woman uh, who later admits she'd had a few too many drinks, you know, she can tell she's getting upset. So now finally, after 20 years, she's confronting her friend about this. Um And she, uh, you know, essentially says, I found out because um, at, you know, 8.57 or like a minute before the tower fell, the tower that Allison was in fell, um, she made a phone call and I got, they sent her phone records to me and the person she called right before the tower fell was you. 
that's harsh. Damn. Yeah. So she's like, that's how I found out. Jesus. Dang, and then she was like, then she was like, drop the mic. And she left <laughs> sitting at the bar to feel like shit. Right. And so. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So then, you know, Teddy thinks on this and we, you know, I guess get to see more of, and, and it's really nice the way they did. So we get to see Alice and we get to see them in bed together. We obviously get to see a conversation of how terrible they feel and that they want to, to tell Claire and that they have to tell Claire. Right. Of course, this is right before um, the towers fell. So um, they have the intention of telling Claire. So at least you get that. And they talk about essentially they don't want to hurt. You know, they talk about the feelings of um, what would, what it would mean to tell Claire in their current situation. So um, at least they acknowledge their behavior a little bit. So, and you see they're definitely in love. It's really, really great. I really like the actress. They actually, they brought in the actress who was in The Fosters. She was one of the moms on The yeah. Fosters. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. So I was like, oh, she looks familiar to me. Um, so that was a nice touch. Um, and then, so the next morning, uh, Claire, or I'm sorry, uh, Teddy sees Claire sitting in the lobby and she goes and she says, you know, can I sit down? I, I want to really apologize. Um, and Claire says, Oh, you know, I had a couple too many drinks last night. So I, I apologize. I, that, I, you know, I got so angry. It's been 20 years, bygones, be, uh, bygones. And Teddy's like, it's been 20 years, but you know that it feels like yesterday and please let's not act like it doesn't. So she doesn't just brush it under the rug. So they sit and they have a conversation. Um, it was really well done. And so they just talk more about um, essentially how you can love two people, but that kind of plays into something else Teddy has going on um, mm-hmm. and how she could never understand at the time how Allison could love both of them, um, love both Teddy and Claire uh, and how difficult of a decision it was. But now she's kind of in the same situation, right? With Owen and another per Tom Krasik. Um So anyway, it kind of goes hand in hand, the two stories. Uh, but anyway, you know, they have a really nice conversation and that's that. So it was really a nice story that did not feel random to me, having seen every episode and <laughs> knowing this character, you know. And so the way it was actually just really cool, the way that they did it. And it felt like, and you know, when Allison and Teddy started making out, well, I was like, damn. Okay, so it looked complete. <laughs> I was like, this feels right. So I enjoyed it immensely. Do you think and they, I sure wouldn't feel bad if next season she just dumps Owen and goes for <laughs> Amelia. I would be okay with that. Do you think uh, they always intended for this whole backstory with the birds and stuff? I wonder if that's something they always had in mind or if, you know. I don't know. I will. I mean, they have definitely been kind of piecing it together. So I don't know. Uh, that's something I would like to read more about um, because I did read an article uh, from people uh, where the actress who plays Teddy Altman, Kim Raber um, was talking with people and said um, that when she read this in the script herself, that it made perfect sense. And that when she was talking to the writers um, and, and to some capacity, they had, they had an idea that this was part of Teddy's past for quite some time. I'm, I'm all for it. So cool. And, and for them to be able to like, you know, as you say, they've kind of been leaving these breadcrumbs and, 
even if it wasn't exactly why, but to give themselves this kind of story now, it's that's I love it when showrunners are able to do that, to like pay off something that fans who have watched from the beginning can say, oh, thou that makes sense. This, this is not coming out of nowhere. It's really cool. Right. And what I do like as well is um, I know everyone is different, but with Teddy, the way that this part of her story came out, <laughs> for lack of a better term, um, you know, it was just kind of, she was not struggling with, oh my God, you know, no one can know about this. No, you know, because it's a woman, it wasn't, had never had anything to do with that. You know, it was just, again, just part of the story and it wasn't made to be, um, it wasn't made to be a thing just because of the gayness itself. You know, it was, uh, just, she played it really well. Um, and to just felt natural. It didn't feel like something she was ever hiding, you know, um, at least not for, for that reason. I think it was just a very painful loss for her. Um, and maybe that would be why she didn't talk more about it. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was really well done where it didn't feel gratuitous, you know, never felt gratuitous where you're, you know, where it's just like too much and, and fell out of place. So I enjoyed it. That's awesome. Definitely did not see that coming. And, you know, reading a lot of articles about it, about how it was received seems to be the consensus of, you know, people thought it was, was really neat the way that they did it. That's good. Cause as we've seen, if Grey's Anatomy fans aren't happy, they will let them know. <laughs> yes. But uh, <laughs> especially it recently, the, it was the opposite where everybody was like, woohoo, Teddy, go Teddy. Well, that's, good. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's good. That they, you didn't see any, any of this. Oh my, they're just trying to make everyone gay. Right. And Queer baiting. And right, this and that. Right. No, it wasn't. So yeah. And you never know the longer the show goes on, they might have time to explore that. <laughs> so, so speaking of, are they coming back for another season? Is that official? Yeah. After oh season God. 15, they were renewed for 16 and 17. And the head of ABC said, as long as Ellen Pompeo wants to play Meredith Grey, there will be a Grey's Anatomy. Amazing. Well, yeah. And I hope she plays it until she's 75 because <laughs> she looks great. She's hilarious. She is a, such a great character. Um, and, uh I love her. I love my bear. She's hey, my she's, person. <laughs> Meredith can do it. So can, uh, so can, uh, what's her name? Oh my God. Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> Meredith. Did I say well, Meredith? Mariska. Yes. I said I Meredith. like, what? Oh yeah. If Mariska, look at Mariska. Look at how yeah. she's going. So she and Ellen Pompeo could just keep this whole. It's not far behind them. So they're going to be in season 17 next year. And, you know, the show is still, of course, it's different. Of course, you wish some of the characters could still be on. But it it's still a great show for, and they still have some really powerful episodes, you oh, know, yeah. for as long as it's been on. And the whole, almost the entire cast is different. I think there's only three original characters still on there. But the way that they introduce the new ones, now I'm just going off on a great, I could do a whole Grey's podcast <laughs> if I really wanted to. <laughs> Yeah, no. Highly recommend it. (laughs) Don't turn your nose up at it if you, you know, and there is another great relationship, a lesbian relationship um, between Callie Torres um, and Arizona Robbins. So that's another one that goes on for years. So that's great. That's one of my favorites because of the longevity of it and just a really great way that they play those characters as well. So. I like how aggressive Very you the word longevity. Yeah. <laughs> because that matters. Longevity <laughs> matters. And apparently it did here with Arizona and uh, Callie. So 
But yeah. Are you no, talking Grace? about Teddy and Allison? No, no, no. I'm talking oh. about the, the, the oh, original. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, that Baritone and Callie. Time. And Callie, yeah. 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 I no, know my was, people. They have a trial. Yes, there's a whole. And have they wrapped up the season officially? I'm no. Sure they, no. Okay. They got they're, they're... four more episodes, at least four to shoot. So they might, we might have to wait a while to see got that got after it. summer, maybe. Yeah. All right, cool. And I don't know what I'm going to do, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna just start rewatching from she the She has been watching for oh so it's long. just and just working at a hospital too. It's just such a nice scene to come home to and you just see uh-huh. like a, a funny take on it and you can't help but laugh and be like, that's ridiculous. But <laughs> it's you know. So I'll just be sad. Oh. I'll make it through. Especially now. I have all this time. So good job. That was a lot of work you put into watching all those years <laughs> <laughs> of Congratulations. Um, speaking of putting in some work, not even close to what you've done, Tara, but, uh, for anyone interested, Lost Girl is leaving Netflix on April 16th. So get going to it. Yeah. Uh, I'm almost done with season two. Wendy, you started to to rewatch as well. Have you made any progress? Well, I'm five episodes in, so not a lot. Um, no, here's the thing. It's well, for one, I share a Netflix account. So sometimes I try to watch it and it's like, there's too many people watching. So I can't, but, uh, I'm no, I'm, I'm hitting it here and there. So I will definitely plow through as much as I can before it goes off mid April. And there, you, I mean, go ahead. Oh, have you seen Tamsin yet? Cat? No, not yet. Okay. Next she might be third season or maybe. Yeah. They're late third yeah. or fourth. Yeah. Um, I'm close to the I'm close to finishing the second season. And the first couple seasons have like 22 episodes. So they're uh I think as the se- as the show goes, I think they they start cutting back to like 13 episodes, but um, well, the first th- one only has like 10 or 12 or 13. Oh, really? Or and then maybe they expand after, but the, yeah, the first season doesn't have as many. Yeah, I feel like season 2 has like 22 episodes. Yeah, I think yeah, it, it does it, yeah. get up there at some point. Yeah. Um, but anyways, you know, listen, I'm not, I'm, I, I'm not hooked yet. I guess I, I would say I'm, I'm, I enjoy the cast and it's fun, but I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not like itching to, to, to get through them all. So I'm, I'm hoping as Tara, you keep saying this one, when this one character shows up, it will change, uh, change my love of the show. I hope so. She's in 35 episodes. So starts in season three. So once you get, I mean, she definitely brings... A little something. Apparently. I've heard many people say they love Tamsin, so. I'm, yeah. All right, cool. I'm there working towards that. Yeah, let's see. It's like a race, Wendy. I think I'm, <laughs> I, think, I mean, so far. a big lead. Yeah, you I do. a big lead. I do. So, yeah, clock's ticking. We have a couple weeks know. left. I can't just sit there and watch TV for 12 I hours know. a day. I know. I've tried. It doesn't work well. <laughs> My body has to move sometimes. That's true, actually. We, we shouldn't be promoting so much TV watching during this, during this time. Well, let's just face it, though. What a perfect time to do it if you've been meaning to watch certain shows. Everybody's apparently watching this show about the, the Tiger King or something that I have not really looked into about some weird guy that keeps tigers. I don't even know what it's about. Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, it's sort of like a true crime docuseries. Oh, on really? Yeah, I got to get into I've that for heard sure. a lot of people raving about it, but I haven't checked. Yeah, I got to get into it. All right. I think that's all for TV talk for this week anyways. What do we cover? Like 0.5%, 0.05% of all the TV out there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not even. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. All right. So, you know, guys, uh, next uh, next episode, it's a very special episode. 
Yes. We'll, we'll be celebrating our one year anniversary. Woohoo! Wow, one yeah. year. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. How time flies. Indeed. Um, so yeah, I'd like to say we're gonna have some special um uh you know, special surprises. Don't know that we're gonna have any surprises. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it you'll have to be a surprise. Exactly. Exactly. Let's just say we tried. <laughs> we're, we're efforting some surprises. Yes. Um, yes. It's in motion. But, <laughs> but ultimately, it, it might just be the three of us. And I think that's great, too. <laughs> Hopefully we can pull some kind of rabbit out of a hat somewhere. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay safe, huh? I've enjoyed these past this past year of podcasting. Never thought I'd be living in LA doing a podcast. It's been a, a delight. It's been a highlight of uh, of my time here in LA so far. Yeah, Good. same. Yeah, it's been fun. Enjoy our time together, even remotely. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, I guess if you have any thoughts you'd like to share, have you checked out Vagrant Queen? Have you, you know, again? Anything else new to bring to the table? We can add it to our giant list of shows or films. Films, we don't even talk much much about films to binge watch. I mean, not you binge films, but, you know, just watch them. But uh, if you're looking for us on the Twitter, we are at S-N-O podcast, at Snop Podcast. And on the gram at at Sheeters Out Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And you can send us an email to SheNerdsOut at gmail.com. That seems to be our most popular method of communication so keep those emails coming and to know if anyone's as obsessed with Grey's Anatomy as I am I just want to know anybody out there I think they are out there I don't know if they're listening but yeah you are (laughs) you are obsessed I can tell you that fine none of us can judge Tara no no judgment no no all right kids well I'm gonna I'm waving remotely at all of you right now (laughs) into my tiny little microphone or cool really bulbous microphone um but anyway until Next time, wherever that may be, Mm. she nerds out. out. She nerds out. We're girls that like girls that like nerdy things.